Welcome to the WMBF UK podcast. joined with Luca Cocker, who is our WMBF teen champion. Luca, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you, my man? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. That's good. That's good. I did, I did pronounce that surname correct, right? Uh, close enough. Close oh, enough is okay. fine. Guys, bear with me. It is Italian. So, uh, you know, I tried to work on that one. So luckily I managed to get it very close. So Luca, how are you doing? All good? Yeah, doing well. Thank you. Yeah. Good, good. So, Luca, we want to know a little bit more about who you are, where you come from, where you're located. Um, give us some background information about yourself, buddy. Okay, so I'm half Italian, as you mentioned by my name. Um, I live in Sheffield and, uh, well, Sheffield slash Doncaster because I travel uh, between and also train in a gym in Doncaster as well. Uh, but I'm also a university student in York uh, University. Um, I'm currently doing sports science and I'm hoping to do a master's degree in physio uh, therapy afterwards as well. That's nice. the plan. Nice, nice. So you're firmly into your educational side of things at the moment, right? The yeah. Going on that journey. So tell me a little bit about your fitness journey to, to date. So, you know, how did you get into, you know, wanting to learn about, you know, sports science and, and fitness and all of those great stuff there? Um, well, I was in school. I've always liked sport. Uh, PE, that kind of thing, um, anything to do with sports. And uh, I thought, well, what do I want to do in my life? And uh, I just thought what I like the most and sport came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, i say beginning uh, to train, my dad got me into going to the gym. Like one day um, I was looking in the mirror and I wasn't happy with what I saw like in the mirror. And then my dad was with me as well. And he was like, oh, when you come to the gym with me, and at first, I didn't really like it that much. It was a bit like, you know, a bit too tough, I thought. Yeah. And uh, I used to, um, from then on, I used to go before school with my dad. And I, I used to, I began loving it after a few months and uh, just carried on from there, to be honest. Nice, nice. So the early inspirations came from your dad dragging you to the gym and getting you in, involved into that side of things. Yeah, it was very hard at first, but eventually, <laughs> I, you know, I, I thanked him for it, you know. Yeah, nice, nice. It's always good when, you know, you know, families or friends kind of, you know, get you involved in something. And then before you know it, you know, you're just falling in love with it and it just becomes a natural habit that you just kind of pick up and run with. So that's always a good thing. So I've noticed that you're a level four personal trainer, right? And an SNC. Yeah. Talk, talk to us a little bit about, about that. So level four, so, um, one up from most of the trainers out there. Yeah, that, that was the thought process behind it. Try and get a little bit above what's um, the norm to say. Um so in the first lockdown I was not really doing too much and I was thinking about trying to um the word Im- improve what I can put on my CV yeah. as well as um doing something that I enjoy so um I took on a level three PT course um an online one and I, I completed that and I thought oh well they will they message me saying oh there's a level four as well and there's also strength and conditioning so I was like oh that sounds pretty good and they said, oh, not many people carry on to do that. It's like, oh, well, I'll do it then. So um, I also did that in the lockdown as well. And uh, I've always loved training my friends, helping my friends um, in the gym. And uh, I just thought it would suit me really well. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, doing a level four will definitely give you a, you know, separate you from 
the majority that are in the gym just operating as level three personal trainers, right? And then adding that S and C element on top makes it a bit more specific to who you can work with as well. So it widens your pool, right? So you can say, look, hey, I can work with specific athletes and kind of enhance their sports and, you know, take them to that next level, which I think not a lot of trainers really think, how can I own a niche when I come into that space, right? Yeah, I love I love everything about um, working out, whether it's like, uh, flexibility training or like um, plyometrics of power or bodybuilding strength anything anything to do with it I find it interesting fitness so I just thought well what's a quite a well-rounded thing I can learn and strength and conditioning fits that pretty well nice. especially when it, like athletes and other things you can train which is also pretty cool I think so and how's your business since obviously coming out of lockdown and things starting to ease up and everyone's getting back more into going into these physical environments and, you know, working with clients again, et cetera. How's it been for you? Well, um, I took on a few clients to begin with, but then I found that um, my university studies were quite, um, they were, how do I put it? Most of my life was like on university and I didn't really have time to do, PT on the side so I've kind of just got it there ready for when I want to start PT and the, the hope is really to be a, a master's physiotherapist and then also PT in as well which I think there's not many around so I think that'd be pretty cool yeah nice excellent so talk to me about some of your early bodybuilding inspirations because obviously you, you, you know your dad got you into the gym but there must have been some early bodybuilding inspiration you know people that you looked up to and you thought oh wow that's impressive definitely well there's a name that you probably expect to hear all the time Arnold and like so um Sylvester Stallone Rocky um they're they're the like the main films that uh, got me to train I just I love the Rocky films Mm -hmm. um I'd say Franco Colombo all the uh old school bodybuilding you know legends like Frank Zane all people like that and they were the first ones I watched now I watched that um bodybuilding blueprint that Arnold did I don't know if you've, you've seen it no I don't think I have no no it's yeah quite a known, well-known um video now I watched that and it was like about how um how he trained what he ate and mm-hmm. um basically everything to do with bodybuilding and ever since then I was like oh well I'm just going to keep watching videos and find out as much as I can yeah and uh, then I started watching like John Meadows and all different the legends of the sport really yeah, find, finding out what's the best way, like the most optimal way I can grow a certain muscle or cut down or, you know, mm-hmm. anything to do with bodybuilding. Nice. So how long was you training in the gym before you decided to compete or even, you know, you, you even even thought about the stage? You know, sure. would, would you just training in the gym with your dad for a little while and, you know, and then all of a sudden you just kind of thought, oh, I, I wouldn't mind getting up there. Yeah, so um, I started when I was 15. Uh, as I said going before school mm-hmm. and uh, I was kind of on and off I was as I said like um, it was hard to get motivated for it because I I wasn't that too too keen on it to begin yeah. with but I'd say a few years in so the end of 2019 because uh, I'm 19 now so that's two years ago um, I would start to take it more seriously and I was starting to try and learn the poses and um, you know watching Olympias and stuff like that and then uh, one of my mine and my dad's friends in the gym uh, competed with the MPA, mm-hmm. and he was in really good shape as well. And he was like, "Oh well, why don't you? You're in good shape. Why don't you come down and try a competition?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. 
I'll, I'll give it a go. And uh, it got to it, like there was lockdowns and other things. And I was thinking, oh, maybe not, maybe I might not compete. And yeah. the uh, the guy who run the MPA actually messaged me saying, oh, why don't you come and give it a go? And that was a few months before and I wasn't even starting prep or anything. <laughs> no pressure, so, yeah. Yeah. So he said, well, you'd be the only one up there. You're the only teen. I'm like, you know what? I'll do it. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I pr pretty much like rushed to prep and uh, just stood on stage and, you know, tried it out. <laughs> and to be honest, even though I wasn't in the um, condition I wanted to be in, mm -hmm. I was glad I went on just for the confidence and um, the experience of it. Yeah, because I can I can imagine, obviously, being, you know, as young as you are and getting the opportunity to go up there, you know, some 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 will shy away from it and some will just leap with the opportunity to tell, you know, what, what the heck, like what you done and just go up there and just give it your all kind of thing. So that's really impressive from a from a young age um, to kind of get that experience. So talk to us a little bit about since going on stage and getting that first little bite, you know, was the hunger from there to kind of just do more? Oh, yeah. So like um, I've always been fairly shy. And then um, after going after competing the first time, I just started to like build confidence i felt really good just going on stage and being able to like just wear like bodybuilding trunks and then not feel embarrassed about posing in front of people you know what i mean and um to be proud of it and then from then on i just thought well I'm, i really i love this like it's great like i can show my hard work so far yeah um and yeah i just carry on since then nice so after that you just decided to drop the hammer and just go all you know all in right yeah, after that first MPA show, I was like, right, I'm, I'm yeah. going like all right. in now. <laughs> and then talk to, talk to us a little bit about what changes you made following that MPA show. Um, you know, obviously, you must have made a few tweaks, got a bit more guidance and a bit more stare in terms of, you know, how to get you to where you wanted to get to. Talk to us about the prep, how that changed versus how you went into that first show. So um, the big one's probably food. Uh, I cut down a lot of unnecessary foods that I was snacking or having on the night or whatever. Um, and just started researching what foods um, were best for bodybuilding. Yeah. And um, basically cutting down on unnecessary things mm. and also uh, amping up my training, just going as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> so you wasn't actually coached by anyone. You just done it through just kind of like research on your own accord. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm always watching bodybuilding. So I'm learning all the time. So um, I thought that I would be my best coach. Uh, but I've got my dad with me as well. My dad's like a big motivating factor. Like, I don't know if have you seen the Rocky films? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. You know how Mickey is with Rocky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how me and my nice. dad are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's like, he's he's not my coach, but he's my big like motivator, like yeah. friend, like mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Nice, nice. So you talked about the foods changed, the training changed. And, and was that everything that you just needed to do to kind of get you into that position that you needed to feel, okay, cool, right. Next show, I'm just going to really just go out there and stomp it. What about posing? Did you make any tweaks yeah. to that? I forgot to mention that, yeah. Posing is like a big one. Like I, mm -hmm. my first show, obviously, I, w I did the poses every now and then, but I didn't realise the extent of how much you'd actually have to be doing them. Like it's it's an everyday type of thing. Yeah. If, you wanna, if you want them to look... Um, the best they can and obviously show off like if someone has a really good physique but they can't show it off then it's like what's the point of mm -hmm. doing all that hard work so i feel like if i can show off the best way i can then that's obviously a big factor in um 
in determining whether I win a show or not. Yeah, 100%. And how did you kind of stay on track? What? How did you, you know, maintain focus? Because obviously you're, you're young um, and obviously you're at university, you know, most of your friends will be wanting to go out partying, etc. How did you manage, okay, not getting distracted from the overall goal and staying focused on your path and making sure that you crossed all those boxes that you needed to cross out to get to stage? Um, I would say choosing to have friends who... Um, are good for me in a way like not they understand that maybe I don't want to go out drinking or whatever and they they um they don't really take offense to that and they respect that I want to keep my head down and focus on training and um everything else mm-hmm. so um and university as well um I'm not really into often which is quite lucky for my uh, bodybuilding so I, I can spend yeah. a lot of time in the gym and like you know um learning more as much as I can, mm-hmm. uh, practicing posing, et cetera, you know. So it's, it's all right. It's been fine. Yeah. I think it's really important to have the people that you have around you supportive and understanding of the process, right? And I think the more information we can kind of provide them with of why this is important for you to achieve it and the more supportive they can be. I think it's when people just don't really understand what prep is or, you know, some of, some of the things that you'll be going through during prep and they're just thinking, oh, that's a bit odd and not be able to relate with it. But the more yeah. we can openly discuss it and involve them in the process, the more the easier that process becomes because they're fully on board and they will be supportive of you. And that's something I've, you know, many athletes have said exactly the same thing, that all of their network have been very supportive in their push and their drive to stage. So that's helped along the way. So exactly. after, you, after you come off the, the MPA and then you, you know, decided to go back and hit it hard again, what was your next show after that? Um, it was another MPA show. Was another one. <laughs> was, so you, he said the first one wasn't enough, so he came back again. Yeah, I did another two MPA shows after that. Okay. And then I did the WMBF after that as well. Yeah. So, um, but the, the next MPA ones are at bigger shows, like um, more prestigious shows. Okay. So I feel like I was um, driven to bring a better physique for them mm-hmm. next shows coming up. Yeah. But yeah. So for every show that you went to, you just decided to okay keep up in the levels, keep working hard. Yeah, keep yeah. I just to to get I to was I was obsessed with my pictures that I got back from uh, Fivos, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Where's my weak points?" And you know, I just um, focused on that in my training mainly, as well as like amping everything else up as much as I can. So, what uh, was your typical yeah. type of training split when you was going into a show? for that peak and, and, you know, leading into shows and stuff like that. Did, did you make any special modifications to your training? So um, after my first show, I, I started with an hour of cardio mm-hmm. um, because I, I like to, I want to keep my food relative. I don't want to cut my food down too much. I want to kind of do a lot of my burning through my cardio as yeah. much as I can possibly. Um, so I, I always started with an hour of cardio and then I moved on to the weights and the, uh, there's a lot of like people and research saying like, oh, do it after then you, you know, muscle glycogen, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, but I just, I always found that doing it before it was easier for me because I, I felt more motivated to do it after I'd done a really hard weight mm-hmm. session. It was hard to jump on cardio for like extended periods of time. If you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And it, and it gave you the desired look that you wanted for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Helped out a lot. That's nice. That's nice. So talk to me about, the WMBF UK Supernatural Show, all right? So that was the big one that you went to, right? And you you became the team champion, all right? So talk to me about 
you know, what you did going into that? Because obviously, you know, you came from another show again, so you, you had your second second run. Now you're going to go for your third one. You know, was this what, like, okay, cool, this one I want to really bring something epic? Or was it, okay, cool, let's just see what we can kind of bring just off the back end of that last show? That was, like, bring my absolute best. Like, this is to finish my year, basically. Okay, so that was your last show of the year. Yeah. Um, I wasn't aware of the, the world mm -hmm. at the time, so I was just like, okay, let, let's let's see what I can do in this time leading up to uh, the Supernatural show. Yeah. Nice, nice. And then in terms of, you know, coming into that show, because I think, you know, for a lot of people, it was the, it's the first WNBF UK um, show, you know, was you was you kind of uncertain in terms of what to expect? Or was you kind of thinking, okay, cool, it might be similar to like some of the other shows you've been to? What was going through your mind at the time? Um, I thought it might be slightly different than the NPA shows. Mm -hmm. um, just because of like, the name of it and like how well um, presented it was and like I knew as soon as I walked in into the theatre like wow this is like a, a big thing <laughs> and everyone was like I was speaking to a few competitors and were like yeah this is the biggest natural show there is and I was like wow okay <laughs> I didn't realise reality kicked in right <laughs> yeah I knew the name but I was like I knew there was other shows as well but I didn't realise like that was like the biggest one and I thought wow this is really cool yeah nice and then obviously as a as a as a a, a team coming in through the ranks okay you're going to be with other athletes that are slightly older done many other shows etc got a little bit more experience how did that feel coming into that environment where there was multiple different athletes of different levels um with you being slightly younger it was quite an honor to be like um in the same class as everyone else to be like to be called like a bodybuilding athlete along with these other these other amazing athletes that were there mm -hmm. um especially seen as though um they actually put me on with the juniors as well, which was really cool. Uh, so it gave me like a um, a chance to feel what the competition's like and like the pressure of, you know, oh, am I hitting this pose? How am I hitting this pose compared to these other guys yeah. around me? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I think, you know, as you said previously before, you like to look at your photos, you like to kind of look at where your weak points are and kind of getting that broader spectrum because that would have just given you more to kind of work with, right? In terms of saying, okay, this is where I currently at. This is where the next level is. How far am I from this? And what can I do to get me up to that level, right? Exactly, yeah. Nice, nice. So then when you went up there and you were battling against um, the, 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 you know, the juniors, how did that feel? Was that, you know, talk to me about that experience when you touched the stage or when you was backstage and they was about to get you on that stage? Because I don't think a lot of people know that excitement and the drilling in that's going through when you're, you're at the side of the stage and you're pumping up and getting ready to be called out, you know, Talk to me about how you was feeling then. So um, originally, I had, I had no clue what was going on with the juniors. I was like, okay, I, I'm, a, I'm the only teen, so uh, I'll go out and do, give it my best. Mm -hmm. And then I was told, oh, uh, you're going to go on with the juniors. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I'm walking in with these other guys. I'm like, these guys look great. This is, this, is, yeah. this is amazing. This is awesome. So I was like... They called me out and then they called these other guys out like, right, I've got to really, really go for it now. Yeah. See, how I hold against these, see how I do against these juniors. And uh, I thought I did, I thought I did okay. Um, it was, as I said, it was an honour to be up, where, up there with them. Yeah. Um, 
I think yes. it's nice because you, you held your own. You held your own definitely up there. I think, you know, when sometimes when you chucked into those, you know, those, those situations that you, you weren't expecting, you just got to just kind of run with it. You know what I mean? Show, okay, cool. This is what it is. Let me just like sing and dance with this because it just needs to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. So then coming out of that, you know, the Supernatural shows um, and obviously you winning your teen um, title, you know, how did that feel? I didn't, I couldn't really believe it. Like, I, I don't, I don't really have any words. It's just like, it's just really happening mm -hmm. to me kind of thing. And every time I see like one of them trophies or medals or anything, I'm just like, wow, like I've, I've done this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, great feeling. Un unreal feeling. I know it was really nice again to see, you know, I know you mentioned previously that your dad is always like your kind of like your, your, your supportive person, someone that's always fighting in your corner. It was really nice to see that father and son bond. And I think that was very obvious at that show as well. Um, and your dad looked super proud of you being up there. Um, and it's always good to share it with family and friends, especially coming out there, you know, in the audience. When you're up there on the stage, you know, sometimes it's lonely if you've got no one out in the audience, but it's, it's kind of, it's nicer when you do have family that you do know are there to support you and kind of your, you know, cheering you on and kind of giving you the extra spur that you need, right? Because it gives you more fire on the stage. Well, it does for me. I don't know if that's for you, but tell me if oh, you definitely. You definitely. know what I mean? I think it excites you when you just hear your name being called by someone that you recognize their voice. It just kind of makes you feel, yeah, this is my time. I'm just going to maximize it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like... I hear my dad, um, like, excluded from it. I hear everyone else in the crowd. Yeah. I hear my dad's voice, like, it's ingrained in my head, like, when I mm -hmm. when he says something. And it's like, right, he's, 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 he shouts out to do something. I'm like, oh, yeah. I better do this. Like, see, he can see where I'm, like, I might be not showing my best, mm -hmm. like, in my posing. So, I'm yeah. like, oh, do this, do this. I'm like, oh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> start doing this. Quick tweak. Yeah. 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 No, it's nice. great. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's nice to have someone there supporting me. That's good. And, uh, as close as we are, it's like, you know, it's like I have my best friend there, which is which is great. Love it. Love it. So when you came out of the show, you know, what what, what happened after that? You know, did you kind of say, OK, cool, that was the that was the three that I needed and I ended on a high. Um, I just want to eat. What did you do? Yeah, I was like, wow, I'm feeling like I'm craving some stuff. I didn't like just like <laughs> binge, but like I started having more of the same stuff. Yeah. So I felt like I, I earned it at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Nice. And at that point, you weren't aware, still wasn't aware of the worlds or anything, or, or, or was it just kind of like, okay, cool. I know yes. about the world, but you know what? I think I'm just going to just call it time here. So I knew, I, I got the invite um, at the show mm -hmm. and we were going to go through with it. And we actually like... Um, we booked the flight. We went. We were going to go through with everything. Yeah. But then um, I realized, like, it was by weight categories and not by age. So I was like, "All oh, right." I thought it was if it was in teens, I, I think I would be able to stand a chance. But if it was with like people in a certain category, and I would, I think I was in the middleweights. Yeah. I was just in the middleweights. I thought, well, these guys are going to. They've had so many more years than me. I'm not really mm. going to stand a chance. So I yeah. thought, well, it's a lot of money to travel down and. Um, a lot of different expenses so i thought maybe in the future if i can qualify qualify again then i'll definitely go yeah nice i, I think you, you know you've got bags of potential mate so the, the opportunities will come back again and, and you, you. You, you'll, you'll seize the moment when you get that opportunity <laughs> back so since obviously the shows 
you're obviously headed straight into off season, right? Um, and just working hard. I've seen it on your social media. You're putting in a lot of work. What is the plan? You know, because everyone goes into off season. They, everyone's got a plan. Everyone's got areas of improvement. What does off season look like for you? Well, I was watching your um, interview with Layla, mm-hmm. and she said something really interesting that, like, I can relate to so well. Like, you said, like, she's her own experiment, and I really feel like I feel the same way myself. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to try this today and um, keep doing that for like a few months to see how that affects my body, how it affects my um, my mind and my physique and like whether it's uh, too much for me or whether I can keep keep that going. Mm-hmm. It's like definitely um, trying different things out, experimenting with my training and um, seeing what works best for me. Nice. And is there any plans to kind of get a coach on board or are you going to just kind of go it, go it alone and just apply some of the things and the learnings that you come across during your own kind of exploration? Uh, yeah, just learn as much as I can and be my own coach pretty much. Mm-hmm. And we, obviously my dad motivated me too. Uh, <laughs> Shout yeah, out to like, dad. <laughs> Keeping the yeah. motivation there, yeah. Yeah, like because sometimes obviously get a bit burnt out, but the, you know, yeah. with, with someone there behind you, it's a bit easier, mm-hmm. definitely. So what's your current training split at the moment? Give us some insight to, you know, how you're currently, you know, breaking it down at the moment. So um, I do chest and triceps. It's like a push-pull leg split, but I do shoulders on their own day. Mm-hmm. So I'll do chest, triceps, uh, back biceps, shoulders, and then shoulders. And then either the, so if I did triceps with chest, then I would be doing it again on shoulders. Okay. Because then it would be having a rest while I'm doing biceps on back. Mm-hmm. And then I would be on legs and then I would just repeat. And then, so if I did triceps with shoulders, I would back on biceps with chest on Monday. Okay. You know yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so whichever part of my arms would fall um, into a different body part, depending on the week. Mm-hmm. And, and what's um, the overall focus? What are you trying to bring up? What are the areas of, of weakness that you've identified that you said, okay, cool. This off season, I just want to bring up this just so I can just see a little different a difference in my physique? Um, I just want to build mass all over, to be honest. Yeah. And then, okay, just yeah. size. <laughs> yeah, just, just general size, like try and lift as heavy as I can safely. Yeah. Much, with, with my lifts, yeah. Nice, nice. And obviously a lot of that's going to come through the foods that you eat. So obviously your foods have gone back up, they've gone back up and you're eating well. Um, talk to us about some of the foods, you know, that's the food choices that you've kind of chosen. Because I think a lot of people, when they talk about, okay, cool, off-season, they just think that everyone's just going to plow every bit of food in, into their system. But it doesn't really work like that, guys. If we're still going to maintain some level of uh, decent physique, we need to kind of make sure it's quality foods um, over, you know, bags of quantity of rubbish going in, right? So talk to us about so, some um, Foods-wise. So it's basically bodybuilding stuff that you hear all the time. Yeah. So uh, five boiled eggs in the morning with porridge um, and a glass of orange juice. Um, then I will train, have a protein shake, uh, come home, have chicken and rice, and then uh, I'll have tuna with rice later on. Yeah. And then I'll have like snacks in between. But yeah, classic, so, you classic body. so you haven't jumped on the cream of rice hype or anything like that, no? I've yeah I've, I've seen a few things about it, but I've I kind of love the foods that I'm having at the minute, so I'm sticking yeah. with that. 
Yeah. And, and that's the thing. A lot, of, you know, a lot of people don't realize the importance of finding foods that you're comfortable with and, and, and you can keep eat on a consistent basis. And then you can just instill that consistency easily. If you've got variation of various different foods, it's going to be hard to kind of, okay, cool, maintain that level of consistency and then be able to monitor that, that the bodily response to that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. So, and in terms of, you know, moving forward, what is the future plans for yourself, Luca? You know, what what's next? Are you competing in 2022 this year? Um, or are you you're going to be complete off season? You know, tell us, give us some insight. What's the plans? Yeah, I'm, I'm competing again in May, and then okay, Ooh. onwards, onwards. Um, so I'll be doing the WMBF one in October. Nice. Just, that will be my end show again, like my end goal. Like, yeah. Okay. Do my best for that that mm -hmm. time point, but still like look good for the May shows, but like. Obviously, in October, I will be at my best in terms of like condition. Yeah, nice. That's that's wicked to hear, man. You know, to get you back on the stage and obviously see you, you know, here up again, rolling with the big boys as well. So I'm guessing with obviously with your, with your title, you no longer be a team, right? No, I'm uh, I'm turning twenty in uh, ten days. <laughs> He's got to check his calendar to see when he's turning twenty. Yeah, it yeah so you be so you be moving up, right, to juniors, right? Yeah, I've been moving to juniors, yeah. So nice, I'll nice. definitely have some competition there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be a stiff one in the juniors, man. I've seen some epic juniors. And, you know, even at the last WNBF um, Supernatural show, you had an amazing junior who, oh, yeah. you know, stole the show. We got Ethan on that one. Um, you know what I mean? So I think you're going to have some fun. And it sounds like you've got a, a clear plan ahead in terms of what you need to do. You've got your shows lined up. You've got your off-season plan already in check. And obviously you're keeping yourself accountable. Um, and, and working with your body as best as you can to get you to that stage that you need. So what advice would you give to the next team champion coming through, you know what I mean? Or someone considering, okay, I, I think I can fit into that team class. I think I can give it a welly, you know, what advice would you give them? Um, don't sell yourself short because you're a team. You can still do just as well as um, people who are older. I don't think, oh, it's going to stop me, stop my growth or whatever you hear commonly. It's um, perfectly safe to, to train as a team and uh, to also tra train as hard as these other guys in their 20s as well. I feel like um, a lot of teens just like they'll do a set, then go on the phone. And like, <laughs> in my opinion, I, it throws my focus off when I'm trying to reply to someone's Snapchat in between the set. Like I've come there to focus and like, I feel like that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Also um, learn as much as you can. I constantly learn. Um, diet uh don't neglect like the the main things like sleeping like because mm -hmm. people like to go out and then like sleep two hours you know that's a that's a big thing if they want to see growth and they've got to sleep and they've got to eat well um and train hard really nice nice and, and what are some of the lessons that you learned um from obviously last season gone um, what some of the big ones that stood out for you that you kind of made you made you kind of think oh wow okay cool for this season I've got to make sure I make improvements on that. So one of the comments um, about my physique from the judges was that I could be slightly more conditioned. So I've kind of took that on board and I'm like right I'm going to start prepping slightly earlier this time, mm -hmm. uh, cut down food slightly a bit more because I'm I'm kind of like because in my head I'm thinking well I want to get as much in as I can to, to build as much as I can. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I've got to realise, well, when I'm cutting down for these shows, I will have to cut some food out as well because it's inevitable. Yeah. I can't just, like, do a lot of cardio and just 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice, nice. It's always good to kind of take on board that constructive feedback and, you know, see if we can make some improvements to kind of bring something a bit different, especially from the judges, you know, they're the guys that's ultimately just marking us while we're up there. So we just need to make sure we take on board what they say. But Luca, it's been amazing having you on today's um, show. Um, you know, it's great insight to hear from our team champion. And obviously, hopefully this will be useful for the next team champion coming through and those looking to compete with the WMBF UK. Um, obviously, we're looking to look forward to seeing you in our October show. Um, and that even goes really well with this next piece, guys. Remember, we have the first timers um, and the novice show on the 17th of July. That is this year. And then we have the big Supernaturals Open Championships on the 9th of October, which is the one that we're going to see the return of Luca. Um, big up our sponsors, CMP Nutrition. Guys, make sure you hit them up on the socials. Make sure you're following WMBF UK for much more podcasts and much more show information. And yeah, support the movement. Like, follow and share. Luca, it's been amazing, my man. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Check out CMP, our sponsors, and sign up for our events at www.wnbfuk.com. <laughs>